This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. While a large number of people have seen their savings plummet, recent research suggests that two-thirds of wealthy individuals have managed to maintain their assets at the same level or increase them during the financial crisis. But even those individuals that have not lost money are starting to take a closer look at their investments and some say the financial downturn has highlighted the shortcomings of advice to the rich. I spoke to David Gianpaolo, Chief Executive of Pi Capital, an investor network group for wealthy people, about how these individuals have fared over the past year. So David, what sense do you get from your members that people are changing the asset allocation of their investments as rising stock markets are fueling hopes of a swifter recovery? Well, the reality is it's quite difficult to change one's asset allocations very quickly. I mean, most people, uh, particularly after the last 12, 18 months, are quite illiquid. And the majority of their investments, whether they be in real estate funds, structured products, hedge funds, etc., are not that liquid. It's hard to change gears quickly in a normal diversified portfolio. Having said that, I do think a number of people are consciously trying to have more cash available to them. There still is a lot of uncertainty embedded in the economy, particularly for those who own and operate businesses. Money is scarce. Borrowing money is very, very difficult, and it's expensive when you can get it. So I do see still quite a, a, a more safer, conservative mindset prevailing over most investment portfolios. And another thing that's been thrown up by the financial crisis is the service that people are actually getting from their wealth managers. Um, you were quoted in the FT last weekend saying that some members are underwhelmed by the advice that they receive from their private bank and wealth management advisors. Um, why do you think that is? Well, I think in some cases it's service, but in more cases it's advice. The sad fact of it is I think the business model is broken. And it isn't that I think, you know, bankers in the main or private bankers are bad people. But I do believe that inherently when they wake up and go to work on a Monday morning, the number one goal they have is to generate fees and income from their clients. That's not an alignment of interest with what's best for their clients. And so I think the problem is structural and it's deep. And until people can change the business model that doesn't rely on fees and commissions. I think advice will continue to 
to be poor and patchy. So what do you think is the kind of inherent problem with some of the services that people have been getting? Well, one of the big issues is just transparency. I do find that you know some of the products and some of the services that are on offer in the private banks, it isn't that they're necessarily bad. They're probably not the best, but it would be difficult to say they're bad. But what is bad, I think, is a lack of transparency. Exactly what are the risks? Exactly what are the fees and commissions? In many cases, the fees to the bank come right off the top, right up front, irrespective of how the investment performs. Once again, I go back to alignment of interest. There's not an alignment of interests. And in terms of how your members are feeling about the economic environment, you have a you know a great number of, of well-known economists and financial commentators that come and address your events throughout the year. Have any of them given any words of wisdom about how investors should try and deal with the current situation? Well, yes, you're right. We're fortunate to have access to some great minds out there and great economists. In fact, just last night, we were privileged to have Jim O'Neill from Goldman Sachs, who's the global chief economist. I I would say, whilst many economists differ and disagree on many fronts, I think one of the areas there's a pretty strong consensus is how important emerging markets are. And I know from myself firsthand doing business in some of these markets, when you see the growth rates in China, in India, in Brazil, in Egypt, in Turkey, in Indonesia, in Singapore, I could go on and on. You're talking about plus four, five, six, seven, eight. And in most cases for these markets, they're having a down year. So when you compare that to the UK or the US or continental Europe, where it's zero or consensus next year might be 1.2, 1.6, 1.8. You know, it's a lot easier to make money when, when tides are rising than when they're falling. If you had to sum up the view of your Pi members um, on whether we're going to see a V-shaped or a W-shaped recovery, and um, what do you think the prevailing view would be? Well, I think the question would um, need to be clarified whether, where do you see the UK economy, where's the global economy? I think Again, because of the significant importance that emerging markets are playing, overall, most of our members would be feeling considerably more optimistic or bullish about the macro picture of the global economy. When you look closer to home, though, it's not a very pretty picture. You have taxes going up. You have VAT going up, fuel going up. And frankly, you're still going to have a lot of unemployment going up. So there's a lot of reasons why the UK economy is going to be quite tough for some years to come. And do you anticipate that the number of insolvencies will actually go up or down in the next 12 months? Sadly, I think they're going to go up and considerably so. I I think a lot of companies have hung on by a thread, made the the cuts they could, lived off some of the savings or capacity they had within their balance sheet, but it's gone now. And unless they're able to access capital, and I mean either both equity or debt, they're probably not going to survive. It's quite sad because you know many of these businesses are fundamentally good businesses. They just have a liquidity issue. But they're not going to be able to attract equity capital where they traditionally relied on the debt markets and the bank lending. And it's pretty you – know, at the SME market, credit's still not flowing. The shadow banking system is gone and the number of lenders out there putting money out is so small compared to the needs of the U.K., So we clearly have some uncertain times ahead of us. That was David Giampaolo from Pi Capital giving us an insight into the views of the uber-wealthy. I'm Lucy Warwick-Ching of FT Money.
If you would like to read more on private banking and wealth management, then visit our website at www.ft.com forward slash money. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.